Hey, Mason. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for doing that quick turnaround on that uh, that quote. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. I appreciate it. You guys are always up for crazy, stupid things I do. So <laughs> that is the, that is the that is our middle name: crazy and stupid. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm always doing something out of the box, so I appreciate it. Hello. Oh yeah. So good to see you, man. It's been a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has. Good to see you as well. So I don't even know where to begin. I guess we could start with the single if you want, and we can take it from there. You want to do that? Yeah, sure. So in Anger's Myths, I think is definitely heavier and cohesive than the your previous stuff. Was that intentional, or was that just a, a natural progression? Mason, you want to start out? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I feel like that was a combat well it was more of a natural progression um because the original song wasn't as uh wasn't as intense it was still it's pretty much the same song as before it's just with better uh production and better performances or it's it's a band's performance this time not uh just logan's so right but yeah <laughs> but that is, so- that's, yeah very true so let's go back to that for a second vocally what did you do different because it is listening to it again this morning a few times next level. So I'm, I'm going to tell you what I was thinking ahead of time, and I'm not big on comparing things, but very Nurgle, however you pronounce it, very behemothy. Yeah. Um, you know, that's yeah. one of those things. Well, that's one of those things that uh, as far as uh, um, I've always kind of liked his vocal style. Um, so I've always tried to not emulate it, but that's always kind of like where I find my vocals rest mm-hmm. kind of in that gravelly almost upper chest type of thing but as um as far as doing the vocals different it that's been a natural progression since the original song back in 2017 um my vocals you know everything changes as i was really starting out symphony of heaven at the time uh, i was still finding my voice and learning and i've kind of found a niche spot where i feel it translates well live, translates well uh, on recording, and I can emulate it in both positions, and it's not too taxing. Like that, that's kind of where I've landed the plane at, so so to speak. Um, but uh, also the fact the equipment that we used, uh, Onyx, our bass player, we were able to we had access to a lot better vocal equipment um, uh, to record this time. So it was that helps a lot. Um, so, you know, like, you know, and the difference between a $90 used Audio Technica mic or a Sure SM, uh, Sure 7B, right? You know, it is a huge difference. So that helped a lot. Okay. Mason, did you have something? <clears throat> no, no. So, you, Mason, you mentioned a minute ago, like it's, you know, a combination of the, the full band thing now. What does the, what does the band bring to the table that was different from before? I guess you're writing together. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've been, uh, this was one of the first songs I learned for the band all the way back in 2018. So uh, basically I just adapted that song and how it was originally played to how I would play it uh, live. And then as time has come on, I just, I've made changes to make it more dynamic and interesting for live performance. Uh, And so that's, that's kind of how we took it going into this, uh recording session and uh, funnily enough i think this song (laughs) we went from having one person write record 
mix master. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up putting like it's like eight or nine people are involved on this new track. So it's it, it, oh really? Oh, it, it was insane. Yes, like full full band and additional with some additional help. But yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Was it difficult for you to give up the uh, full control on it, Logan? No, actually, um, it, that was something that I had wanted, prayed for, d- desired for a long time since I started Symphony of Heaven was I wanted, and I always do, like to work with other people in writing music. So it was it was really nice because, you know, Eero wrote some lead parts for the song that I hadn't done. He just started playing it. He's like, I'm going to play this over <laughs> live. And I'm like, that's really awesome. Thank you for doing that. Right, Tyler of uh, Onyx had put in uh, more synth in this track than we had. Uh, I was always or always good at starting out when I would record stuff, and I'd have like synth at the beginning, and then I'd forget about it towards the end of the song. We um, open to all their ideas. Oh, I, I, I believe I was. Um, I don't think there was. I don't think there was anything that I just said no. That doesn't work because everything we had done it live so long for a couple of years that way. And it was yeah. the one song from that album that everybody enjoyed playing live because it's just fun. It's just something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just it's kind of like we basically printed in time kind of what we were already had been doing live. And, you know, um, and then obviously having uh, Kevin Butler from Test Tube Audio, who works with band like Henniana, having him uh, do the mix and the master, it just send it next level. It's totally next level. It was amazing. So what is the game plan then? Are you guys going to stick with the, the new like music business model of singles every whatever it is, six weeks, eight weeks? Or is there a, a record in the future or an EP or something? Def- uh, I'd say definitely an EP. We have a full thing written. We're just working on uh, getting it nailed down for recording. Um, after that, though, it's... I- fairly certain we've discussed a new record uh, a full length album that's my that's my plan there might be something in between there who knows but because i know the music business has totally changed right and people like my son's age they have the 30 second attention span and so you got to do the single stuff to keep relevant however people like us i think and definitely in the metal world and maybe a little older love the full length and you know where you recorded it and who you think and reading all the lyrics and the artwork that spends a lot of time. Like even the art, even the art of sequencing, I think is missing a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll take from here. I mean, what base, what Asaph Mason said is exactly right. Um, this was just one of those things um, that we, this was a, a good opportunity for us to try out um, being um, kind of independent. Well, independent now on our own, trying out some things um, to see how it would work, kind of dip our feet in the water completely 100% on our own. Um, and this, the fact that it's like we really, this was what we could do in the in the, in the the meantime while we're getting the EP ready. And yeah, I mean, there there is a, the EP and a full length after that, that the themes and the ideas are already built and they're just growing organically over time. There's, I mean, there's, there's probably songs already written for the full length album too. So we're like, you know, a couple years ahead at this point. Right. Um, but you always feel like you're a couple years behind too. So, I mean, you know, so, but that is the plan right now. So we don't really have any plans to do singles 
that's not really, uh, I think, what all of us would like to do. Um, we are of the older school where, like you said, we want yeah. we want the full thing, uh, the full experience. I don't necessarily know it's an age thing. I think it's more of a genre thing, right? I think a yeah. lot of people in this genre really appreciate the, you know, the whole package. Yes. I could be wrong, yes. but that's the way I, I, it's the way I've seen, you know, I talked to a lot of people and it seems that's the way uh, everyone sort of thinks. That's I, I agree. I think that that is um, ASAP. Would you agree with that? That that is, I mean, that's pretty true. I think, yeah, it just depends on the person, honestly, because like I'm much I'm pretty I'm fairly young <laughs> and I don't personally like the singles approach like I like. I, no, I prefer EPs or albums to singles any day of the week. I think there's so. the whole process, right, of like drop coming home, going to the record store now, ordering it or whatever and sitting down and dropping that needle on. And, you know, it took yeah. you on a journey for however long, 17 and a half minutes or whatever it was. And that's totally missing with the, hey, let's do 30 seconds in the car. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, I do. I do as well. And in the end, do you guys think about that at all? Like when you're writing, do you worry, like, do you stack it front? heavy so or do you just write to write and not worry about like you know you got to catch the attention in those first 15 seconds for this culture hmm. <laughs> that's funny we were just talking about this mason weren't we uh the uh, and, and uh anthems oh anthems. Yeah. talking about keep a callison and yeah, uh, yeah. a couple of their albums their, their new one catharsis and a, one of their old ones epistemology they have yeah. a lot of anthems in their songs of uh, places that people it's epic, and you can almost sing along to it. It gets stuck in your head, right? Um, and uh, we enjoy that because it's a powerful thing. Um, you know, we were talking about, you know, we, maybe we need to kind of focus. We need to kind of focus more towards that. Be a little more intentional. My writing has always been, uh, as I as it started out, uh, it was not necessarily of a uh, traditional, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Mm -hmm. You know, it was more just like this is how it has come about. It, there's sometimes there's no structure to it at all, which is normal in metal. You know, there's sometimes there's a chorus and sometimes there's not. And that's, right. that's fine. So, um, yeah, we, we discuss those things a lot um, mm -hmm. and how we want to do it. Okay. I thought Mason had something. So you guys put up a couple shows over the summer, at least a couple festivals, right? How did that go? What was the reception? <laughs> the first <laughs> festival uh, was whatever. Um, so it <laughs> The, the couple of shows we've done this year, the first show of the year was excellent. One of our best shows, I think, yep. Uh, yep. as far as attendance and mostly performance. Right. Uh, then Kingdom Come Festival, it was like great perform or great attendance, and then our performance was there. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't our best. It wasn't horrible. How much I mean, of the I heat had to do with that? Because I imagine, especially uh, you, especially you, Mason, banging those drums for forty minutes or whatever. Well. <laughs> Not to mention that was my second set of the day. I was playing with another band before that. Um, that heat stroke. Yeah, something like that. I think <laughs> it really. I only messed up. <laughs> so before before we re-recorded in Anger's Midst, we never played it to a click track, and that was the first time we played it to a click track. Uh, and I think I got a little ahead of myself, and it it, it didn't turn out exactly. <laughs> Did That's the crowd notice, or was that something you guys just noticed? Oh, we totally noticed. Everyone noticed, so we stopped immediately and started. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to, but uh, and <laughs> sorry. Then, uh, 
no, you're fine. No, you're fine. The show after that went very well. I felt like it was probably our best show. Uh, definitely best show. Yeah, that that entire night was a, a, a night that will live in infamy. Really? Down there. Oh, yeah. The, oh, my God. All the bands. It was the fire alarms went off that night. And from the band Azell was there. And their spog machine set off the fire alarms. So like the, a spinal tap sort of night? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, they had no idea. They just kept playing. It was so loud. There was a karaoke thing going on in the front of the bar. I don't think they knew we were supposed to be playing that night. I, I'm not sure what happened. But they, the owner came in. She was not happy. She's screaming and cussing to shut everything down. And I'm just at that point, I just couldn't help but just laugh to myself. Like this is so metal, yeah, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland. Like, yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> the fire department was around the corner. Like that's how bad it was because they have to answer <laughs> those calls. I heard the sirens from outside. I'm like, oh god, I hope they don't cancel the show. Everybody drove from like. <laughs> All over the dang country to get here. Funny. And then the funny story is the next day they closed down, which had nothing to do with us, but we thought maybe it like, oh, the club. wow, the, the club closed down nice. due to another issue prior that had nothing to do well, with us, but it was just, it was really, providentially ironic. Right. So you guys <laughs> were the last band to play there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Every, I swear that's every venue we play. But yeah, <laughs> they they did open back up, but yeah. it was just it was like everything we touch falls apart. Yeah. Every every promoter we've worked with goes under. It seems right. Not not always, but it just it over the, over the years. It's or venues end up shutting down when we got shows and they cancel and everything. So it's just like my gosh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy. I talk to bands all the time on the show, and it's not easy for anybody out there, right? I mean, now people no. are taking. Uh, and maybe you had this experience before, but I'm just now learning about the taking cuts of merch and doing all kinds of stuff. It's what's left for you guys. I mean, <sighs> well, you have to sell merch first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you. We didn't sell nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we haven't ran into that. Um, so far, right. thankfully, and I won't run into that. The, they can go pound sand. They right. didn't make it. Uh, they're not getting it. We just won't play. Defense. Right. I don't put up with BS. I, no, I, I, I say it. that. I talk a big game, but you know. But when it comes to that, um, if that if that situation ever arises, it would have to be something where we just couldn't say no. And I'm right. not sure there's a whole lot of situations that we would just be so bound to have right. to do that. You know. In right. the end, I mean, that's your gas money, pretty much, right? right. Yep, pretty well, yeah. I mean, you're well. not funding your Lamborghini, that's your gas money. Exactly. It would have to be such a financial boost that we could take that loss. Like, like it had to, would have to be a massive festival or event where we would just break in the money even if something was going out. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, exactly. But that, that is, those are so few and far between, so... Yeah. So, In Anger's Myths came out, I think, last Friday, right? A couple days ago? Uh, uh, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Sorry. Week and a half, I think. Okay. September 1st. Either way, what's been the response to it so far? Has it been pretty positive? Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard. <laughs> I've seen one guy be like, oh, I didn't like the Cookie Monster vocals. And that was about it. Who said that? <laughs> that was some guy on our Facebook. <laughs> Cookie Monster vocals. <laughs> 
Okay. Sorry, dog. He liked the music, <laughs> so whatever. All right, well, that'll bring me to my next question then. It wasn't in the cards here, but how much attention or how much thought do you give to those detractors? Um, I One pers- one way I've heard it put, and it was by uh, A.L. Levy of, of Doth, was that when you get uh, negative feedback and you typically – you you process negative feedback and positive feedback the same, and that's to give it no credence whatsoever. You know, don't let it go to your head one way or another. You just kind of keep pressing forward. Yeah. Because in the end, those people can be keyboard warriors, right? I mean, they may not be saying anything constructive or yeah. relevant. Yeah. Like, we, I mean, Cookie Monster I, vocals helps nobody. Right. As, yeah. as, as a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm, no, I, I thanked him for listening to the track. I mean, I'm, yeah. that's more attention than I would have expected from somebody like that, you know? So right. I'll take it. Yeah, he took the time to comment, so that's that's good. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think as a, as the musicians, especially um, if you take your craft seriously, uh, you should know before anybody comments or has any opinions whether or not your music is up to snuff is up to the par that you want it to be at. Right. And you know, because it, you ought to be able to know this sounds good or this doesn't sound good, or we should have done something different. You know, I'm my biggest critic on that. Um, so there's not going to be anybody that tells me something I don't already know. If, if it's a preference thing, well, that's their preference. That's fine. I have preferences too. I mean, you know, so um, you were already aware of the cookie monster vocals. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I've gotten that mind. I've gotten that ever since I've gotten it. I can't understand the thing they're saying. Yeah, you know how you're supposed to know, or they make fun of me at work about that, or something like that. <laughs> you know, I don't. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Comes with the territory, and right, at right. least they're at least they're paying attention. Right. And like Mason said, at least they listen. So thank you for listening. Yep. And it's a stream, and we can move on. <laughs> Exactly. The reason they say that uh, all press is good press is because the worst thing you can have is indifference, uh, especially in music. So I'll take, I'll yep. take, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Excellent. So what do you guys have next? Are you planning on any more shows? Are you taking this out on the road for any small runs or? Yeah, right now we got one show booked. There's talk of a few more hopefully soon, but we got one show booked right now. It's October 21st. Uh, it's Pit Fest up in Greentown, Indiana. It's a totally free show. Starts around noon, I think. So mm-hmm. if uh, if anybody's out this way, come out, hang out with us, and yep. have a grand old time. Oh, and yeah. What about timeline for release or for an EP or a next single? Nothing yet? Um, we we have a, a general general um, idea about when we would like the EP to come out. Uh, sometime in the first half of next year, preferably the first quarter of next year. That is going to just basically be um, whenever we can uh, get everything finalized recording because all the songs are there pretty well, 100% uh, written. Um, It's just going to be finding the time to get everything tracked and then go forward with it, you know. So it's there. It's just we got to move forward uh in, in that aspect now yeah right, so two more things one if you could give everybody your socials so they can find you and then the second one if you don't mind i've got a sort of little game we play it's a short does really well and as we were talking about attention spans we have a social media lady now who takes care of these little short things and they work kind of well so 
All right. Go ahead and give us your socials so everybody can find you and then we'll play. So, yeah. Facebook.com backslash Symphony of Heaven. All one, all one thing. Uh, Instagram is at Symphony underscore ofs underscore heaven. Um, what's the TikTok? Uh, uh, TikTok is at Symphony of Heaven. Okay. There's and too many of those. There's way too many. I, uh, that's pretty, those are the main ones. And follow us on Spotify, Symphony of Heaven. Yep. Sweet. And our, we- and our website, symphony-of-heaven.com. You can find all, all the links to everything. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for oh. taking the time. I appreciate it. Always good to see you guys. Yeah. Thank good. you very much for having us. Good luck with the, uh, with the single and the EP coming up. I look forward to more stuff. And maybe someday you'll get a crossover to the East Coast here. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Yeah, we would love right. to. God willing, we'll take this everywhere. That'd so. be great. And once again, thank you for always uh, jumping in on my quick little email saying, hey, Mason, I need help. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. You're, you're the man. I appreciate it. Thanks for all your time, man. Good luck. Right. Thank you. Love you, man. Have Cheers. a good one. Be well. Bye. 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 Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>